0: Chloe woke up the next day feeling remarkably refreshed. If you didn't know any better, you would think it was just another Tuesday, the kind of day where you might dust the bookcase or take the dog for a walk. But Chloe knew it wasn't just a normal Tuesday because she was part of the top secret team that would help rebuild the library, keeping the stories of the world safe for another century, and keeping balance in the world. She got dressed in a flurry and grabbed an apple on the way out the door.
1: Hi, sweetie. Bye, mom. I'm going to meet the boys at the clubhouse. Wait, you forgot your.
0: But Chloe was already out the door. When she set her mind to something, it was very hard to shift her trajectory. She ran to meet the boys at the clubhouse, letting her long hair whip in the wind As she ran to the clubhouse. And that, dear listener, is where we find our intrepid adventurers.
1: Hi, we're glad you're here. Welcome to another exciting episode of The
0: Scribbler's Story. It's
1: been almost a week. I thought we would have gotten an assignment by now. Uh, Jasper, it's only been a day. Yeah, but it feels like a week. I would have thought we were going to be battling pirates by now.
2: What do you mean, battling pirates?
1: Well, we have to go rescue some stories, right? There's bound to be pirates or bandits or something.
2: The statistical likelihood of encountering pirates in the 21st century is very low.
1: Oh yeah? Well, what's the statistical likelihood of me slapping you?
2: Hmm, Let me calculate. Ow! There's your answer. It was 100%. Touche, good sir.
1: Ow! You're right, Mitchell. It is very unlikely, but at the same time, this whole thing is very unlikely. I mean, we visited a magical library and met animals who can talk. I doubt that pirates would be that much more crazy.
2: Chloe... Did you try to talk to your mom about the scriptorium? Was she weirdly okay with it, but also not remembering that we were gone for, like, 12 hours?
1: Yeah. It was like the whole day went by and she didn't even register that we were gone.
0: Chloe's mind jumped back to when they had returned home.
1: We're back! We're back! I'm so sorry, Mom. Please don't be mad. We were on an incredible adventure. Ah, I'm sure it was incredible. Hey, where's your hat, Chloe? Huh? Oh, um, I don't know. I must have lost it when we were helping put out the fire in the underground cavern in order to save an ancient library. Ah, Very funny, Chloe. But seriously, now I'm going to have to buy you another one. Is this, like, the fourth one? You can always stop buying them for me. And let you get heat stroke? Not on my watch. Okay. So she wasn't mad? Only because I lost my hat, but that's an ongoing battle. She's always trying to get me to wear it, but I can't stand it. Weird. Well, it's like Aunt Janice says, we are incorrigible.
2: Um, she actually said incorrigible, which is not a good thing. It means we're exasperating and impossible to deal with. Oh, well, that's kind of true.
0: Mitchell started to clean his glasses, which he often did when he was coming up with a theory.
2: Plumtree said you could get to the scriptorium from anywhere. How is that possible?
1: We might have gone through some kind of portal. Maybe time works differently over there. Ooh, like a black hole? Oh my goodness, that's crazy!
2: Well, scientists have talked about the possibility of there being wormholes scattered throughout the universe. A black hole has enough gravity to suck in even light and prevent it from escaping. And some scientists think that it doesn't just stay locked up but it gets spit out somewhere else, and it could act as a portal. It wouldn't follow the regular rules of space and time. Remember that book you read, A Wrinkle in Time?
1: No, but I'm about to wrinkle your head, though. I remember that. They said that if something was strong enough to bend the fabric of space, then you could take a shortcut by punching through it, like a piece of paper folded in half.
0: Exactly.
1: Oh, yeah? Well, I'm about to take a shortcut by punching through you.
0: At that, the boys grabbed each other and started to wrestle, rolling on the ground and grunting as they tried to subdue the other. Why are you guys fighting? The boys stopped wrestling, and both looked at her, hair sticking up in all directions after tussling. I don't know. Eh, probably just bored. Chloe rolled her eyes and was about to suggest they smarten up when they were interrupted by a voice. Hello. Plumtree!
1: Guys, cut it out. Plumtree's here.
0: Mitchell adjusts his glasses and sticks his tongue out at Jasper, who sticks his tongue out back at him. They bump fists, reaching an appreciative ceasefire. Then they crowd around Chloe at the window, and sure enough, there was the rabbit in the rough brown robe and chatters, vibrating beside him. Hmm, sorry
3: to interrupt your science lesson? Wrestling match? You are strange creatures indeed. And honestly, I would rather have been assigned to any duty other than this. Not me! I'm very excited! Hi everyone! What a morning! And it's so bright out here on the surface. Is it always like this? Man, I couldn't sleep at all last night. I was so excited about today. I just kept staring at the ceiling, and counting the pill bugs in my collection. But hey, do you think we could need more nuts for the mission? I know a great place where we can get some. It's a hole in the ground, but great quality from what I've heard. And I heard it from myself, because I
1: put them there. Right on. I'd take some nut mix for the road. Aw, we're glad to see you too, Plumtree. This is your duty?
3: Yes, I am your glorified taxi driver, apparently. What do you mean? You needed a guide. And rabbits are the only ones who can use the traveling tunnels. Since I was the reason you found yourself in the scriptorium in the first place... The council decided I had the most experience in the human department, so here I am. Makes sense.
0: But I won't dawdle any longer. Here is your assignment. The rabbit handed Chloe a scroll, tied with a piece of twine. What does it say?
1: Come on, read it, Chloe! All right. Today you embark into the greater region of Meadowvale on behalf of the scriptorium. We dug into the records and were able to find a few names of people that the seekers had contact with. First is someone named Maggie. She lives in the middle of the Breakin' Bear Forest. Find out what you can. Furthermore, if you come across a story, you can transcribe it into the field journal we are providing for you. It should keep a story safe until you can return it to the scriptorium. From there, we will store it to its rightful place in the library. May Elohim protect and guide you. Abbas Lillian.
0: A field journal? That's brilliant! Plumtree held out a thick leather case about the size of a standard notebook secured by several leather straps with metal buckles.
1: Ooh, let me
3: see that!
0: Chatters unbuckled the straps. Inside was a thin journal with a wooden cover and many leaves of parchment inside and two little loops beside it holding a sturdy wooden pencil with a black tip.
1: This is perfect!
2: Looks like this could survive anything. It's even waterproof.
1: So, where can we find this Maggie person?
2: We will take a tunnel to the edge of Brackenbriar Woods.
3: I should be able to get you close to the general vicinity, but we don't know the exact location. After that, you're on your own.
1: Wait, you're not coming with us?
3: Certainly not.
1: Oh, we're going to miss you.
3: Mm-hmm. Good luck. And please don't do anything stupid. I'm in enough trouble as it is. We'll do our best.
1: You can count on us. Yeah, we got this. Tally-ho! Tally-ho, gents!
0: The rabbit led them over to the same large tree and stomped his large foot on the ground near the trunk. This time, they were prepared for the rumbling of earth and rushing of air that accompanied the opening of the traveling tunnel. An hour later, we find our intrepid crew traipsing through a large forest. They are constantly having to duck under a crowded wall of interlocking branches, making it hard to see very far ahead.
1: I'm hungry. Nice to meet you, Hungry. I'm Chloe.
0: No. no, that's a knee
2: slapper.
1: Couldn't Plumtree have put us any closer? This is way out in the middle of nowhere. We practically live in the woods in the summers, Jasper. Yeah, but that's different. Because we're getting away from the hustle and the bustle of the city, as Mom says. But I was kinda hoping we could meet this Maggie character at the mall or something. Or Pizza Hut. I'm starving. You're always starving. Yeah, but I really am this time.
2: We'll be fine. I packed us some sandwiches. Ooh, look, a web. I need to get a close-up so I can sketch it in my notebook later.
0: He pulls out his camera to take a photo. He leans in close, barely an inch away from the web, studying it closely. A spider... ...slowly begins to lower itself onto his shoulder, as Chloe and Jasper watch in horror. Uh, Mitchell? I recognize this
2: type of web. It's from a recluse spider. It's strange, though. They're usually nearby the web, but I can't see it anywhere.
1: Oh, um, a recluse spider, eh? Is it, uh, is it dangerous?
2: No, not at all. I mean, it's the second most poisonous spider in North America, but they're not aggressive. You're perfectly safe, if you keep your distance. Ah!
0: Chloe sprung into action, grabbing a leafy branch and swinging it in a wide, sweeping motion across Mitchell's back. As everyone watches the pile of leaves on the ground, the spider crawls out and away, probably quite rattled, but unharmed.
1: Mitchell, you're going to get us killed with your science! Sorry. (laughs) You know that's a lady spider? Huh? Yeah, and we could have avoided all that if we spied her sooner. Wow.
0: They soon passed into a different part of the forest. A huge grove of ancient cedars with twisting trunks and moss-covered limbs towering above them. Where before there had been a buzz of insects and swishing of leaves in the wind, now the woods was quiet.
1: Wow, these trees are huge! Have you guys ever seen something like this? We visited Sequoia National Park one year for a school trip, but they're the tallest trees in the world and pretty old. I'm not sure which way to go.
0: When they turned the corner, each one bumped into the one after, like a little traffic jam of ducklings.
1: Hey, what's the hold up?
0: Chloe brought her finger to her lips to shush them and pointed forward. Just up ahead was a strange little cottage made of mismatched wooden logs and leaning heavily to one side with a pointy roof all covered over with moss they had arrived. Look! We're here!
1: Well, that's it for this week. To all you Scribblers at home, we want to say thanks for listening, and we can't wait to see you again soon for another episode of The Scribbler Story. Please remember to subscribe and share widely with your friends. Till then!